Hey everyone, welcome to the seventh episode of the BCS Pride Pod. The BCS Pride Pod is hosted by two high school students, myself, Aiden Bloomstein, and Nolan Robertson. We bring weekly episodes with guests who talk about their sports, activities, experiences, or whatever they want for 30 minutes. Again, I am your host, Aiden Bloomstein. And I am your host, Nolan Robertson. And this is the seventh episode of the BCS Pride Pod. We have an awesome guest on today. She's been at Bradshaw for her entire life. She starred in multiple of Bradshaw's spring plays. She recently graduated as the salutatorian for the class of 2020. We're pleased to welcome Abby Albright onto the podcast. Abby, how's it going? And it's great to have you on. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Super excited to talk a little bit. Abby, could you talk a little bit about your time at Bradshaw? Yeah, for sure. So I started Bradshaw at kindergarten and I'm the oldest child in my family. So we had never been to any other kindergarten before. Um, So it was when we picked Bradshaw, it was a new school. We were super excited. And uh, back then it didn't even have a high school. So uh, it's been super exciting to be able to watch Bradshaw grow into a fantastic school. And now I've been here 13 years. I have two siblings who go here and tons and tons of friends who do. So I'm super excited to be a part of Bradshaw and I'm so proud to have graduated from here. Cool. And so two weeks ago you did graduate um, Mm -hmm. and you gave your salutatorian speech. And because most people were not able to be there because we had to keep the number of people down, um, could you kind of talk about your speech and kind of what the words that you uh, said meant to you? Yeah. So uh, back in junior year, we had to write a graduation speech as a part of AP Lang. Yep. I remember Um, that. (laughs) I did that. Yeah. So I wrote mine and I was so proud of it. And I told myself that if I ever got a chance to say it at graduation, I would. And so when I was told that I was salutatorian, the first thing I went back to was that graduation speech. And I looked at it and just none of it fit with anything that's going on right now. So I had to completely... I was going to be super all. excited if that was the speech that you gave. Oh, that, that would that would have been cool. Yeah, but the situation is so different than what it was junior year. Like I thought it was going to be super traditional and I was going to need to make it stand out or anything like that. But it was so different. So I felt the need to address the situation that we were part of. And um, as like Gen Z and born into um, 9-11 times and times where people were very afraid. I talked about how our childhood, we thought it was amazing, but truth was that there was some things going on behind the scenes that we didn't quite understand back then. Uh, but as we get older, we start to understand that things aren't perfect. And we think that the world is getting worse and worse when really this is just how the world is. And um, we have to understand that it's shaping us into better people, stronger people, and that it is making us better people. Yeah, it's kind of the saying, what doesn't, um, what you don't know doesn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. kind of our, our blissful childhood um, that, <laughs> yeah. that we just kind of don't know what we're, what's, what's going on. We're just hanging about. But once, once we get older, yeah, we start to realize how, how sometimes this world is pretty messed up. Yeah. And the important thing with that is like being able to look back. Like when I look back on my life, um, there's nothing that I regret. I mean, I regret things at the time and I'm like, oh, I wish this would not have happened to me. And while I don't understand um, exactly the purpose behind all these struggles of 2020 so far, I know that one day, whether that's five years from now, 10 years from now, tomorrow, I'll understand why and I'll be thankful for it. So just having to be able to look forward to that day, which I'm a very optimistic person. So me (laughs) talking like 
the world is bad and horrible is is very different for a lot of people to hear. But um, it's an important thing to understand that it's not going to get better. So we have to change our own mindset. Hmm. Graduation looked uh, a lot different this year uh, than the past years. But I mean, it was really cool that you guys were actually able to have a ceremony. So what do you, what do you think about like uh, actually having a ceremony and stuff? I am eternally grateful that we were able to have any ceremony whatsoever and pretty much as close to a traditional ceremony as I've seen anywhere in California right now. So I'm so, so thankful to like Bradshaw and everyone who's a part of that because uh, it was pretty much traditional except it was on a football field and there was no rehearsal. So um, I'm just super excited that that was able to take place and that class 2020, there's just so many amazing people I'm so glad that they all got a chance to um, walk that stage in front of all their family or some of their family <laughs> and uh, be able to receive their diplomas and show off all their hard work. Yeah. And I, I think it sets a precedent for all the other graduations that we have. Like it was only about an hour and 30 minutes. It was outside on the football field. And I, a part that I'm not sure if you saw, but when the parents were coming in, they had to pick a stick. And that stick determined where they were going to be, where they were going to be seated. Um, and I, I think a lot of people really, really enjoyed that. And I think being on, on the football field, um, I, I know Jackson talked about it in his Timothonian speech, how he loved to be able to graduate on the football field because that football field has had so, uh, such a big impact on his life and probably the same as other athletes that have played on that football field. So I'm going to be surprised if it, if it changes that much from being on the football field and um, from the graduations in future years. For sure. It was super special. Like I have so many memories, like my freshman, my freshman year, I was homecoming princess on that, on that field. Then it was the most surreal feeling just to like be standing on that football field a while later and like just talking to the class of 2020 and um, just all standing side by side in unity in a completely different world, but um, a good one. Six feet side by side, right? <laughs> Six We're, feet side by shoulder side. Shoulder to yes. shoulder is no longer a thing. <laughs> so being the salutatorian is a huge accomplishment. Congratulations on all the hard work. But could you kind of talk about what it what it took to be the salutatorian? And I know um, your worth ethic is impeccable. Um, so could you kind of talk about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a ton of things that I could say. And I can't confidently say that one of them is what got me salutatorian because I'm I'm just as <laughs> shocked that um, there's so many really intelligent people in the class of 2020, just people who are so wise. I respect them so much. Um, but I think uh, if I could pick one thing that I could contribute my being salutatorian to, I would say like just courage to step out and take on more than you can handle. Um, junior year, I took four APs, which was more than I could handle. Um, and I remember specifically uh, first week of school, I was, I had a, an assignment from Mrs. Davis for AP bio. And I had this packet that had the information so we could log on to the online textbook and do our homework that was due that night by 12 o'clock or whatever. So at my locker that day, I put it in my backpack and I went home and then I get around to it at home at like seven o'clock and I can't find my packet anywhere. Mm. Um, and I was definitely sure that I put it in my backpack. So I looked around my house for like an hour and a half, could not find it. So I started to freak out and I just, I texted everyone from my AP bio class, which was super small. It was like 10 people, but none of them responded for like three hours. So it's 
at this point, it's like 11, 10, and I am a hot mess. I'm like sobbing. I think that this is the end of the world for me because I realized that I've been under so much stress of the first week of school of so many classes. So I got in my car, I drove to BCS. I was getting there right as they were closing the gates. I was like, wait, can I just check and see if, if like it's on the ground somewhere? It was raining. I went and I, mm-hmm. I saw it in the gutter after searching for a half hour. Um, and it was all tore up to shreds and just shreds of a packet. But um, it had the code. I could see the code. And I was like, yes, thank God. Just and the code. <laughs> just the code. the code. That was all I needed. And um, I remember just being so, so happy. I was, I was, but I was so overwhelmed. And um, I, from that moment on, I was like, okay, it's time to like chill out and just have the courage to just like do things. And if something doesn't work out, find a solution, drive to the school at 11 o'clock at night and um, in the rain and find that packet in the gutter and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I would say courage is like the most thing and being able to trust in your own abilities and trust that God has got you and he will do what is right for you. Yeah. Yeah. Courage and perseverance, right? Because what sets you, what sets you apart is that you, you went to school at 11 o'clock, right? Some people would have just maybe sat sat at home and just taken the L, but (laughs) you weren't going to take the L. You were going to go search in the rain and, and in the gutters and find the code. Yes. Yep. Now that you have crushed the big giant of high school, what are your plans for college? Um, so in August, I will be attending the University of Arizona Honors College in uh, Tucson, Arizona, and I'm going to be studying molecular and cellular biology to hopefully become a forensic scientist for the FBI so I can um, convict criminals and bring peace to families. Nice. Now that sounds rewarding. Yeah, it, I definitely want to do something that's super meaningful to me. And because I have a family in law enforcement, but I'm not super athletically capable of being in law enforcement, I decided to go with my science end of it and then just combine my passion with my, uh, with my family. Nice. What made you uh, choose University of Arizona? Um, well, I got a good PSAT score my junior year. And because I am Hispanic, I got a scholarship for that to, uh, I think like 25 schools. So I was I immediately eliminated all of the East Coast ones because I like the West Coast. Um, West Coast, so West Coast. West Coast, West Coast, yep. <laughs> so I visited a couple of the schools and once I stepped onto University of Arizona's campus, I just felt like really at home. It reminded me of um, Elk Grove and just a small knit community campus with all the benefits of a huge public one. So I was really excited to be able to feel that feeling of like, yes, this feels right for me. So with all, with all the COVID stuff, are you going to be able to go to campus um, during this fall? Well, here's is, the is thing. It still air? <laughs> it's still kind of up in the air. Um, the president of the university said the other day that if he had to choose right now, whether or not we were going back to school in the fall, he would say no, um, which is tough to hear because that is that's re- like, yeah. Yeah, that's every kid's dream, especially class of 2020. Like that's always been the one thing that we can look forward to is like, okay, whatever. Last season of sports could be canceled. Okay, prom is canceled. Okay, um, all these things, all this senior walk canceled, but it's okay because we're going to be able to go to college. But here that that's maybe not going to be the case is a really tough thing for a lot of people to hear. So um, with each day, more and more campuses are closing down and it worries me a little bit, but um a lot of schools are choosing to make a decision by July 25th. 
or to do an altered semester where we come home at Thanksgiving and we stay until New Year's, which is what University of Arizona is doing as of now, Mm -hmm. um, and just take finals online just to keep people at home during the holidays, keep them not sick or anything. So we'll see as the time comes, just a lot of trusting and hoping that this is the best. So yeah, that's kind of disheartening, right? Because in the beginning mm-hmm. of all this stuff, the U of A president said, yes, we're going to come back in the fall and we're committed to coming coming back in the fall. And it sounds like he kind of um, recanted some of that. And Yeah, it's getting really bad in Arizona right now. Um, it's spiking a lot, uh, like incredibly. I think it's one of the, mo- the fastest growing states, if not the fastest growing right now, um, because they let out so early of uh, all the lockdown stuff and it just fingers crossed that uh people can start to build up immunity or I'm not really sure what needs to happen because this is a time where we don't have a vaccine right now which is usually how we solve these things so maybe things won't be cleared up until 2021 but um I'm excited that I at least get to have college in some way shape or form whether that's online or in person yeah, I know for me at least, and probably Nolan and your parents and all the other class of 2020 parents, where it's kind of a selfish thing, but we're like, oh no, if you don't have to go in the <laughs> fall, it just kind of kind of prolongs it. You can stay here for a little bit longer. Um, so yeah. it's definitely a selfish thing for me at least. I'm like, oh yeah, no, no, you, my friends can stay. They don't need to go to college. They don't need to get sick, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it definitely makes up for all the time that we didn't get to hang out with friends in quarantine. Maybe exactly. It's just, uh, giving it back to us in a different way. (laughs) During your time at Bradshaw, you were in like a multiple of the plays and even in some of them, you had like the lead role. Could you talk about your experience with those plays? Mm -hmm. So uh, back when I was in fifth grade, Bradshaw had its first musical and I was super short from like the day I was born to sixth grade. So a friend was joking with me and told me I should try out because I was short and I, it was Wizard of Oz. So she said, oh, you could try out to be a munchkin. It would be funny. <laughs> and I was like, ha that's, that's funny. Um, but she told me she was going to try out. So I decided that I was going to audition as well. Um, and then she dropped out and my mom had already paid the, the fee. So she was like, you're going to try out. So like, I did. Uh-uh. <laughs> you're it going. was not my thing. I did not want to do it if my friend wasn't doing it. Um, but I did, and I stuck with it. And like the first rehearsal, I was kind of in love. I was, I thought it was just an amazing way for me to express myself and get to meet a lot of new people. And I did meet a lot of new people. So um, then I did, after that one, I did five more musicals, uh, eight years, eight amazing years of me- meeting new people and mentoring new people. And um, it's just been amazing. I've had everything from tree number 53 to um, the lead role and everything in between. What were some of those lead roles that you had? I think it was, was it last year, Peter Pan? Um, uh, where you were Wendy, yeah. right? Or, or no, you were Peter or, Pan. I was Peter Pan. Yeah. Which um, a lot of people give me <laughs> some, uh, some talk for <laughs> because uh, I am obviously not a man, but I played Peter Pan just because that's. Uh, I think you did great at it. So yeah, I agree. Thank I you. enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, yeah, I, I did. Um, I was uh, ensemble in most things, which is basically like background people. But um, the last two years, three years, this year I was Mary Poppins. If it would have happened last year, I was uh, like a very high supporting character in Latin. It was the most fun I've ever had in a show. And the year before that, I was Peter Pan. So it's all been a lot of fun. Were you Kasim or 
I was. Oh, yeah, look at that. I know. <laughs> look at that. To, there, there's a song, right, that had, that went through all of those, uh, mm-hmm, like, Babcac, mm-hmm. Omar, and Aladdin, and Kasim. So I was, I was going through that. And so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So for mm-hmm. listeners that don't know kind of the plays that she's talking about, they are absolutely amazing. Um, and Bradshaw spends a lot of a lot of time practicing. And um, they're, they're really actually awesome. If we have a chance next year to have them, I encourage everyone to go out and see them. So and if you kind of watch our plays, they're K through 12, right? So there's mm-hmm. students from all grades, all campuses that come together for this play. So Abby is kind of being um, a leader when your last years of high school and being in those lead roles, how was it to be able to mentor the littles, um, as they call them, the kind of like the ensemble and the dancers? Um, so was it kind of nice to have someone to coach? And how was your experience interacting with them? Because I know with sports, we really don't have that. We don't have the mixture of um, the high schoolers helping the, the little kids for as long of a period as you do football. We kind of do camps and stuff, but that was you rehearsed with them um, for months. Mm -hmm. It's a really special thing because I remember being in fifth grade. I remember the people who helped me and told me if I needed help to come to them or they just offered help. They said, hey, you want to work on um, this dance for this one or like just lines. And I was just really I felt really special that they cared for me about that. So um, it was super surreal to be able to be that for somebody else, for a lot of other people. so just talking to the littles and helping them with choreography or helping them with memorize their couple lines or something, it was very, just really nice experience to um, know that I'm helping somebody out because that's my main goal in life is to be kind and help people. So I could see their love for theater growing with each rehearsal and it just warms my heart to see that. Do you plan on doing anything in college with like your play experience? Um, I wasn't planning on it, but after kind of the end of my high school theater being cut off kind of before I was ready, I kind of lost closure on that. So ideally, I would do a little bit of community theater or something, but um, that might not be possible with, I don't know, just um, the arts are struggling through this time right now because the arts all have to do with in-person, face-to-face performances, and that kind of gets ruined with masks and and uh, yeah, stuff like that and <laughs> six feet and apart plays don't play. really you don't see a lot of those uh it's kind of meant to reflect real life which i guess they could make some musical on covid and perform on COVID, it yeah that is distant. real life for us <laughs> you know what i'll write it <laughs> but um yeah so ideally yes but that might not be for a couple years cool so I know the college, to kind of circle back to college, um, the application process is brutal and it's, it's, it's tough. So for the seniors in my grade, that's kind of going into it. Could you kind of explain your experience with that and how Bradshaw helped you um, and prepared you for it and any advice that you could give our class going into the college application process? Mm-hmm, for sure. So I didn't understand how good we had it at Bradshaw because um, a lot of public schools or even just bigger private schools, they don't have like a department specifically for college application and for helping juniors and seniors and sophomores all get through this process. So um, a lot of my public school friends are just confused the entire time. I have a friend who's becoming a junior right now. Um, I have a friend who is a senior and just graduated. And we actually brought her with us to some of the um, counseling 
for Bradshaw and we had Mrs. Norman help her as well as help us because she was lost. She's wicked smart. She's amazing. Um, But it's hard to know when you don't like, you don't understand, you don't have anybody helping you through the process. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel super lucky to be able to have um, Mrs. Norman and Mrs. Montenegro and all kinds of people like that who are willing to help us. And also the curriculum is aimed at being able to prepare us for that. Um, English, we write a lot of essays, which really prep you for um, being able to write your college essays and scholarship essays. And I probably wrote 40 essays for scholarships and colleges, um, which is a lot. And oh dear. I, I could, <laughs> but I, the amazing thing from that was that we've written so many that I could pull from past years and edit them and change them to mm. make them work for that college process or for that prompt. So that was something that I felt really prepared for. And advice I would give is um, read the email that the monthly college update email, um, because that is how I knew what was going on at most times. Um, Just by reading whatever grade you are for juniors, read the junior part, seniors read the senior part. Um, Just make sure you're keeping up with that. Um, always ask if you have a question, um, either ask somebody else or, uh, ask a teacher, just send an email. Yeah. Read the email. Yes. Read the email. And for any freshmen or sophomores that are listening, save your essays and keep your digital space clean and organized. It makes probably a huge difference (laughs) and you're not losing essays. So keep all your digital things organized and in place so you can look back on them when you are a senior and and pull from them. I bet Abby agrees with that. Mm -hmm. For sure. I, I can't tell you how many times that I've needed a prompt on like rhetorical analyzing um a book that you've read and I just pull one from like the past years then I edit it so that it's more current and I make sure that because obviously we improve over high school so you're gonna have to edit the ones that are from earlier but um it's definitely better than completely starting from scratch and having to like maybe reread a book to to analyze it more properly so Awesome. Well, thank you for com- for coming on um, our, our, our podcast and giving some advice as a senior. And um, good luck to you in whatever you're doing after college, wh- wh- whatever you're doing um, after high school, and whatever that looks like. Uh, good luck. Thank and you. we hope to have you on some other time once, you, once you've kind of gotten that experience, maybe the Thanks, end of yeah. this fall to kind of talk about how it was. Um, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. So listeners, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at at BCS Pride Pod. Again, that's at BCS Pride Pod. Also, if you have any questions or suggestions on who we should bring on, send us an email at pridepodbc at gmail.com. Again, that's pridepodbc at gmail.com. Make sure you also check out our website. That's pridepod.buzzsprout.com. Again, pridepod.buzzsprout.com. Stay tuned for next week's episode that will be uploaded Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on our website.